Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Film Daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the latest film and TV news. This is Slash Film Editorial Director Peter Soretta. And joining me into this podcast is Slash Film Senior Writer Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. Brad, I got to thank you. Oh, you do? Yes. So I was, I was listening to the Slash Film Daily yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm $150 poorer. Ah, <laughs> I see. So you bought the the story of Marvel Studios, the making of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yes, I bought it on Amazon, and it arrived like right before we started recording this podcast. And boy, is this thing big, and yeah. it looks cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a very well-put-together uh, two-volume book. It's very cool. Yeah, um, I can't wait to dive into it. I know that you've been reading through it. I know you talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I know you've been diving into it deeper and where you've been writing up some stories from it because like there's been some some information that, you know, as you said, they interviewed everybody <laughs> that has been involved in these films. Yeah, seriously. So there's some information for some of these interviews that have come out that is it's kind of newsworthy or like, you know, at least trivia worthy. Yeah, there's a lot of cool new details that we hadn't heard about. Um, I, I mentioned on yesterday's podcast that 
um, a decent amount of the stuff are things that fans probably read if they've been keeping up with all the news about uh, the various movies that they've produced over the past 10, 11, 12 years. Uh, but there are a lot of other details that um, haven't been discussed that were revealed in the book. And as I was going through uh, both volumes, I um, was taking note by taking pictures of pages with my phone of like, oh, that's a cool tidbit that we can probably turn into a story. And so um, I, I was able to, to grab like cl- close to a dozen interesting little tidbits that make um, some interesting story stuff that I, I looked up to make sure that we hadn't heard or things where there's like a little bit of new information about something that we had heard uh, before. So we've got a bunch of new stories coming to Slash Room about that. I've, I've got a few that I'm uh, working on on myself. But uh, yeah, some some very good stuff that has come out of this book. And so um there's even more than the stuff that we're going to be writing stories about too. So if you're on the fence, like about, about getting the book, like it's a very good read. So can you tease us with a a couple of the stories you're writing up? So one of the things I I mentioned yesterday was, um, and you know about this is how terrible the Marvel creative committee is. Uh, And this is, this is that organization uh, based out of New York. That is um, Marvel entertainment um, features some comics writers and uh, was headed by CEO Ike Perlmutter and they were constantly meddling with film production, always had a bunch of notes about scripts and like trying to push them in directions they didn't want to go and just kind of uh, really being pushy and bullish about a lot of things. Um, they're they're like the ones that were responsible for trying to stop James Gunn from hand- having the cool soundtrack that he did for Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, they're the reason that Re- Rebecca <laughs> Hall's role in Iron Man 3 was drastically reduced because she was originally meant to be the primary villain of Iron Man 3. And then they, they said well, female action figures don't sell very well, so we need to change this. And so just piss poor decisions like that. And uh, the the big impasse uh, between Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios and this Marvel Creative Committee uh, came during Captain America Civil War, where the Marvel Creative Committee was pushing to have a completely different ending to Civil War, where uh, instead of having Iron Man and Captain America finally come to blows, the Avengers instead would have united and fought against the super soldiers that Baron Zemo led them to. And uh, that would have been a horrible ending. Exactly. And so Kevin Feige and Anthony and Joe Russo stood their ground and fought against it. And the the argument between them was so big that they had to like uh, take it to dad and dad in this case being uh, Alan Horn at Disney uh, for, <laughs> for, for him to hear both sides of the argument and make a decision. And this was kind of the beginning of, what would eventually become Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios breaking free from the oversight of Marvel Entertainment in New York and them reporting directly to Alan Horn instead. You know, I I know you were talking yesterday about how some of the stuff is kind of glossy. Like they've left some stuff out that might be uh, controversial or, you know, like the Terrence Howard thing. Uh, I'm actually surprised that they left this in there. I think it's because... Mar- the Marvel Creative Committee was such a clear point of contention from from the very beginning that they had a clear villain and somebody that like gave them plenty of issues to talk about and struggles that Marvel Studios had to overcome. And because it was such a highly publicized thing and them finally having a separation from Marvel Entertainment was, you know, reported on and it's such a big deal when it happened that it's it's been an important part of the evolution of Marvel Studios. And I think that's why they wanted to make sure that, they, that, it, that it was in there because they don't hesitate by any means to point out any time that the Marvel Creative Committee was <laughs> med- meddling and trying to make problems for them. 
Uh, can you tease us with one more of the stories coming out of this book? Uh, one more of the stories. Let me see here. Um, uh, so, oh, so here, here's an interesting one. So um, obviously Iron Man is the movie that kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It, it was a big hit. Um, but for the longest time, they didn't know uh, exactly how the movie was going to to end. They had a big aerial battle between um, the uh, Ironmonger, Obadiah Stane's suit that he created based on Tony Stark's plans and Iron Man, but they didn't feel like it was working and they couldn't figure out how to make the ending better. And it took uh, Jeremy Latcham, one of the producers, taking a, uh, a DVD copy of Iron Man to a, a film festival to talk to um, a couple writers. Uh, so they went to Mark Fergus and to Hawk Osby. They were at the um, the Santa Barbara Film Festival. And so they, they played the movie uh, to see if they had any insights on what they could do with the ending. And I, when the movie was over, but they both immediately said the icing problem. And Jeremy Latcham was like, what? And they were like, they're like the icing problem. It was like in the movie, you guys set up that Tony Stark had an issue with the suit flying too high into the atmosphere and freezing all the systems. That's something that Obadiah Stane doesn't know about. And he can use that to his advantage to shut down Obadiah's suit. And that's how you have your ending. And so once they figure that out, they had to get all of the CGI shots together and put put that entire sequence uh, in order. And they didn't finish the VFX on uh, those endings, the, the, on the shots for the ending until three weeks before the movie was going to be released. <laughs> That is nuts. Yeah. That, that, that is crazy. That that was a setup for nothing. I mean, I guess it was just a moment in. Yeah, it was just just a problem that Tony Stark had. And like you and now when you watch the movie, you think, oh, yeah, that's great. And like, how would you why wouldn't you have that be the moment? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. OK, well, check out on slash from the com. We'll have how many stories like six, eight, ten. Let's see. Let's, a gonna, lot. Let's see. One, two, three. <laughs> it's compelling four. podcasting right now. Five. It's bread. Six, Counts down. Seven, eight. Uh, uh, it looks like it, at least ten. There, there. At it might. There, yeah, there, there might be close to a dozen by the time we're we're done. But yeah. Okay, so we only told you about two of them. So go check out the site. Um, okay, l- l- let's move on to some other Marvel stuff. Let's talk about the, this release date changes. This, this kind of came as a surprise because, you know, movies are in their comeback like movie theaters are in the comeback uh halloween kills uh did pretty well like uh bond is doing well internationally but disney announced earlier this week that marvel Studios is pushing back its entire 2022 slate uh what do we know about this brad yeah all of a sudden uh marvel pushed back all four of the movies they were intending to release in 2022 uh each of them got pushed back by roughly two to three months um, they didn't give a reason for this shift, but it seems like the best bet is probably uh, COVID-19 production protocols likely creating delays, making it difficult to finish these these movies on time. Um, and they might just need some more time to get them wrapped up properly, you know, especially because their output is bigger now than it has ever been before. And I'm sure trying to get, you know, four movies of this scale off the ground in a single year takes a lot of time and effort. And when that time and effort is constantly impeded by, uh, the safety protocols because of the coronavirus pandemic that is still ongoing around the world. Uh, it's going to create some issues. So now, and, and you're not just talking about stuff on set, like with Dr. Strange, the multiverse of madness, like that is done filming, but all the special effects are being done or not all the special effects, but I, I would say a large amount of the special effects are probably being done at home. Like people yeah. are at there. 
and that's just and that's that's just one movie that's done. The rest of the movies, yeah. uh, you know, Thor: Love and Thunder um, is filming right now. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, did they start? Yeah, they started filming. Um, the Marvels hasn't started filming yet. So these are all movies that there's still a lot to be done. So Doctor Strange: and The Multiverse of Madness has shifted back to May sixth, twenty twenty two. Thor Love and Thunder now comes out on July 8th, 2022. Black Panther Wakanda Forever arrives on November 11th, 2022. And The Marvels, the sequel to Captain Marvel, has been pushed back into uh, February 17th, 2023. And then in 2023, Marvel also moved Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania from February back to July 28th, 2023. The only uh, upcoming Marvel movie in 2023 that hasn't shifted is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is still slated to come out uh, in May of that year, on May 5th, kicking off that blockbuster summer. Okay, uh, you mentioned the Marvels, and the director of of that movie has recently said, recently said that they, they blame Captain America for the snap. Yeah, this is more of a, a funny aside than uh, yeah. th- than anything. Um, but yeah, director Nieta Costa, who directed the the new um, version of Candyman that came out earlier this year, uh, was talking about some of the the thematic elements of that movie, and then she suddenly shifted. Um, and they were talking about superheroes and how certain uh, elements of what Candyman you know does in in that movie relate to uh, certain superhero characters and she said quote something i like to say a bit flippantly about captain america is that the snap is all his fault because he was trying to do his best trying to do the right thing there is a world in which he's a villain because at the end of the day he should have just sacrificed vision he chose one robot's life albeit a sentient one over literally the entire universe there's a sort of anti-hero in that if you want to look at it through that lens and honestly, she's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, Vision was the the last, you know, person, you know, essentially that could have st- stood in the way of Thanos getting all the Infinity Stones. Um, but at the same time, if they did sacrifice, you know, Vision, I, like they, it took them a little while to figure out exactly how to destroy the Mind Stone that they needed, you know, Wanda Maximoff to do it. So there's no guarantee that Thanos wouldn't still have gotten his hands on the stone, especially when you consider the fact that he has the Time Stone. And even when Wanda Maximoff did destroy the Mind Stone and effectively kill Vision at the same time, he just rewound time and got that stone himself. So if you, I mean, if you want to blame anybody... Maybe blame Scarlet Witch for not taking care of Thanos herself, because as she showed in Avengers Endgame, she clearly has the ability to do so. Now, you could say that Scarlet Witch maybe couldn't have been as powerful to take out Thanos in that moment in Infinity War because she wasn't as angry about Vision's death. But once Thanos does kill Vision and take the stone, you would think that she might be able to tap into that power herself. Um, but you know, you could also easily blame Thor because he also was the one who went for the body shot instead of going for the head, which would have just, you know, ended all of that trouble for them. But then if they did that, we wouldn't have gotten <laughs> Avengers Endgame, and where would we be? Yes, I, I think it was for the better that things happened the way they did, Brad. But I, I, I do think this is an interesting way of looking at things, and I like that a, a movie like Infinity War, like, can you could still like see things from different perspectives. You know, a few years later. Yeah. And arguably, you could say that, like, it's almost anybody's fault at any given point throughout <laughs> the Infinity Saga, you know, giving up an Infinity Stone. I mean, it's or... Thor's f- fault. Why did he go away to, yeah, it, it could be anybody's fault. Uh, let's talk about the the new Marvel movie. This is The Eternals, or just, is it just, just, uh, it's just, just called just, Eternals? Just Eternals, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it had its first screening. It had its uh, world premiere in Hollywood. I was actually there, uh, and a bunch of critics around the world have also seen this movie. Brad, can you uh, read some of the early buzz? This is like spoiler-free early buzz for Eternals. For sure. Uh, let's, let's start with uh, HT, our own HT. She was able to see it over on the East Coast. And uh, she says, Eternals brings a kind of austere, very uh, Villeneuve. Is that how you pronounce his name? Denny Villeneuve? Yeah, Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, inspired sci-fi to the MCU and a heady cosmic ambition that is thrilling to see in a superhero flick. Unfortunately, it takes a long time to get there as the first half is rough and the pacing baggy, but can't fault its big swings. Um, and you also said that it was a, a very big swing, right? What, what did you say, Peter? Yeah, uh, you know, I'll, I'll read my tweet here. I said Eternals is surprising. Oh, wait, let me say it again. Eternals is surprising, epic, beautiful, but dense. It takes some big swings. Sometimes feels like a DC film. Other times feels like no other superhero movie ever. I wish I had a glowing quick reaction to offer you, but I'm left with more complex thoughts. And, you know, let, let me explain myself here because, like, usually when you come out of, like, a movie like this, you either love or hate, hate it. And I, 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 this one, it felt – I don't know. I, I had more complex feelings about it because overall, I do think I like it. Overall, I, I do recommend it. It's just – it's long and tonally it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, that seems to be, like, the general consensus from a lot of people is that – uh, it tries a lot of big things, stuff that you wouldn't normally expect from a Marvel movie uh, and feels different enough, but it has a problem with pacing and being a little too long. Uh, Jeff Ewing, who um, who is a, one of the newer people on the Slash film staff, uh, he also said, Eternals is a lot. It does some things very well. It's high concept, but it's messy. The pace is all over and not everything lands, but it also swings big. Big swings are apparently a big thing that people are still, like saying about this movie. <laughs> um, says Kumail uh, Nanjiani and Barry Keoghan are exceptional and uh, he wants to see more of their characters. But uh, yeah, a lot of people like their reactions there. Um, this is a lot of what they're saying is that they appreciate what it's, what it's trying to do, what Chloe Zhao brings to Marvel, but that it, it feels a little bit like a, like a misfit and that it's not entirely sure what kind of movie uh, it, it is. Yeah. Well, let me say two other things. No spoilers. But it, it's very epic and ambitious in that it takes place over the – the story takes over the course of all of humanity, right? Like, like there's – like uh, th these people, the Eternals, have lived throughout humanity. So the, the story kind of intercuts between their, them being involved throughout humanity so there's a lot to cover there. And then there's also – how many Eternals are there? It's like seven, eight? There's a lot of them. There's that, that whole big, big ensemble that you see on the poster. Uh, and each of them is a fully fleshed out superhero character that's yeah. like on the level of being like one of the stars of the film. Like they're – I wouldn't say that there's like you know the leads and supporting. They're, it's like the Justice League. Does that make sense? Like where yeah. they are all in the spotlight and it's almost as if you had the Justice League or Avengers movie without having movies to set up any of those characters. Right. So that, that's my way of saying it. That that's said, uh, ambitious swings. I appreciate the ambitious swings. Uh, I mean, it's all over the media, so I don't think this is a spoiler, but there's um, – I know that Marvel has said that there's been like gay characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before. This time it's real, guys. This time, like, I don't think anybody's gonna walk out of this movie and be like, ah, they 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 only said it or they only do you know what I mean? Like, 
this time it's real. So I think uh, I, I, I do appreciate that. Fair enough. But um, yeah. So anyways, uh, full reviews will go up, I think, next Peter? week, something like that. So look forward to that. Uh, but th- th- there's our brief reactions Peter. on Eternals. When are you going to get to see this movie, Brad? Uh, I actually just got an invite to it, and it looks like I uh, will be going to see a press screening on Monday if all goes well. So maybe uh, sometime right around the release of the film. When is the film releasing? Like two weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah. November 5th. November 5th. So right around then, we'll all get together and do a spoiler reaction uh, episode of the podcast. But until then, you can find more of all of our work at SlashFilm.com. You can find this podcast in Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send us your questions, comments, concerns to us at peter at slashfilm.com. And please rate and read this podcast on iTunes. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you tomorrow.